getting out of the way the story that we're going to promote. It did not make it into the countdown range, but this one is a foreshadowing of what happened for the week. It came in at number 20, so kind of close. And we have a lot of stories about unrest and about protests and about Atlanta in the countdown. But this week, this story did not make it in. Six Atlanta police officers charged in forceful arrest of college students in car. Tuesday, the 2nd of June is when we posted this story, and this was a big story across the lines, across TV lines and inside the Chirons, but not quite in range for this week's top 10. So what stories did actually make into the top 10? We'll get to those in just mere moments here on the weekly wrap-up with Jay Kevin Payne. This is for the week ending June the 6th, 2020. And welcome to the show. My name, Jay Cliven Payne, the show weekly wrap up. And what we do for the weekly wrap up with Jay Cliven Payne is my me. I, Jay Cliven Payne, goes through the listing of stories that we talked about the most throughout the week. And by we, I mean, literally you and I talked about and we get these stories based on your literal response to news headlines we post all day long, all night long, all seven days of the week. And days and night of this of the week uh, here inside the Internet. So you just follow us on our social media platforms attached to the conversation project that is on Facebook. This is the conversation. You can find us. We're a blue speech bubble looking thing and make sure we're set as a default in your feed so that you see us throughout your day. Also, we're on Twitter at TH underscore conversation. And what you do is when you check in with your feed, you'll see us pop up there. And as you see various headlines You just engage with them as you want to. You can like them. You can love them. You can hate them. You can share them as you want to. You can reply inside of them. And the more engagement a story gets, the higher the score gets throughout the week. Now, the scores go from Friday midnight to Friday about uh, four-ish in the morning. And we cut them off for about seven days and four or five hours. And we give you a ranking, putting the Twitter and the Facebook together, weighing them out and giving you one big final score to get you from top to bottom. Now, bottom this week is a pretty good bottom this week. We went all the way down to posting 208 distinct different headlines. So we have that to speak for ourselves. But of course, what you were looking into is what happened in the top 10. We'll get to those in a moment. Segment two of the show is where we'll give you the stories that are almost there. They almost made it into their stories, 11 through 15, just out of reach, out of range of top 10 stuff. We'll give you sort of some context of why we thought they were big and important, but not quite important enough because you didn't make them top 10 stories. And then in the third segment, we'll go through all the rigmarole of how we got to this stuff. We'll break down the numbers and the strategies. Plus, we will tell you what stories are in the or is at the, I should say, the very bottom. We call it the almost relevant story of the week because it's usually something that gets posted late in the countdown. It doesn't get a lot of time to fester, but it is something that's kind of interesting. It just doesn't have a range to get into a real range, if you will. Well, also this week, because it is the first week of the month, uh, give some shout outs to our very special loving friends who decide to be helping us out on Patreon by being full time patrons every month, offering up a little bit of change to keep things going on here. And we, of course, will let you know how that can happen. As I literally just said, this podcast, this movement is powered by you. So you can go to this is conversation dot com slash Patreon and see how you can become a patron and get your name shouted out once a month as well. You can also visit any advertiser in a link that you see here inside of the podcast, inside of the website, inside of our newsletter, because there are affiliate links and we get a little bit from those as well. The best way you can actually work things out is just essentially make sure you're sharing the podcast with others, because the more people in the conversation, the greater the conversations we get. And we also get a little little bit from advertising that's that helps out as well. Email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns or complaints. We'll take them all. We'll do what we can with them, and we'll shoot something back to you as quickly as possible. Right now, let's get into the actual counting down of stuff you want to hear about. And those are the stories that you, yes, you told us were the most conversational in the top 10 for this week. Starting off the story at the number 10 spot, huge pothole becomes new tourist attraction in Benton, Arkansas. Posted on Saturday, the 30th of May. This one gets a bump in response. That means it's more responsive than a number 11 story. We'll tell you what that story is in a bit by 10.81%. That's how large this story was to be in the top 10. So it took quite a leap to get the stories that didn't make it in to not make it in. Now, what's really interesting about this story is it's not very much of a story. 
it's local to me because it's a a suburb of where I live in central Arkansas, not really a suburb, it's an outside city in another county, but it's within about 15, 20 minutes drive for me to leave my house, get on an interstate, get on the Benton, get into the city and see this tourist attraction. Now, it's not much of a tourist attraction. It literally is a huge pothole that someone stuck a cone in and then someone put a webcam on so it was streaming 24-7 and because it got the likes and the loves and the hates and the responses... People started driving by it more often. It's a pothole in the middle of the city, and it's just a pothole. There really isn't much about that. You can click the link for the story and any story we talk about inside of the podcast uh, at thisistheconversation.com. Click the links for the feeds where you'll see the podcast come through. And this podcast, of course, for June the 6th, 2020. And you can experience a pothole for yourself. They had a news coverage of it because... For us, it was a tourist attraction, I guess. There's not much to do with COVID-19 and not much going on. So, huge pothole with a cone in it. And at some point, somebody sort of kicked the cone over. Trust me, you put something on the internet like that, and somehow people get attracted to this. Moving right along, the story at number nine this week happened to be the number one story with Facebook responses this week, but it is only at nine. It did get a pretty good bump from number 10, 5.37% of a bumper response posted on Saturday the 30th as well. This headline is Louisville TV reporter shot by police during live broadcast. So we're going to have a lot of stories both here in the top 10 and in the also rants that are protest related or outrest related or semi-George Floyd related. So it's just what's going on and some COVID too as well. We'll get to those two as well. Uh, but one of the biggest, bigger stories going on throughout the protest are the seemingly blatant attacks toward TV reporters. Now, there is always some sort of collateral damage where reporters sort of get in the way at times, trying not to get in the way. And sometimes they get hit with pepper spray and they get hit with bullets and tear gas. And sometimes they deal with a little extra force. But what we've seen in the two, two and a half or so weeks since we've started the protests and the unrest in a lot of cases for George Floyd's death and more people's names getting pulled into this death that sparked the incidents are reporters being seemingly targeted. More reporters are being hit and being hurt, some very seriously and seemingly on purpose. A reporter who was more or less shown to be reported clearly marked that she was out there, you know, there's a camera holding and, and microphone and everything, ended up being shot by rubber bullets inside of this protest that happened in Louisville. And, of course, because she's doing a live spot, a live shot, it happens on live TV. We talked uh, like two weeks ago about what happened to Omar Jimenez uh, from CNN, who got arrested on live TV doing his stand-up in the middle of the morning right after the unrest that happened in Minneapolis the night after the police station got burnt down and, and there was no police response when that happened. But if, oddly, when the sun came up, there was plenty of police and they were sweeping the place like crazy. We're not sure if this is a true trend or this is just something that's a sign of the times and sign of more bad policing, which is what got George Floyd killed, in my opinion. But we shall see and we shall see because there are people out there documenting it literally all the time. Let's go to the story that's next at number eight this week. Also posted on Saturday, the 30th of May. This gets a bump response slightly, 1.39%. Its headline is, Police Arrest Nearly 500 in Houston Protest. Uh, this was posted early in the countdown over the past weekend. So this is a story that lasted quite some time, just like the other two stories we talked about so far. And it's just been a week where those stories caught, um, for lack of a better term, caught fire and stayed with us the whole time. They're lower-ish because some of the younger stories had a chance to build up a little bit more and were a bit more sensational in, in some cases. But this is uh, what we were looking forward to as far as big stories for the week. This one shot up pretty big, and we kept an eye on it, and of course it's still here. But there was a huge protest in Houston, one of the first weekends of big protests, and Houston came out in full force, and they took 200 people under arrest. Now, they didn't necessarily keep them very long, and the charges are usually fairly low, fairly non-consequential. Um, but 200 people arrested over a weekend in one of the first weekends of of the protesting was pretty, pretty big. And we'll probably see, we'll definitely see more people arrested in more cases. Although, with about a week or so past, we're seeing a lot less of the violent action, a lot less of the angry action going on, and more of a more of the, the coming together part of the issues. We'll see as we get closer to we have 
the officers have been charged closer to trials and things like that, whether these things will expand through the summer. Also, there's still COVID-19. No one's forgotten about that. It just makes things a little bit harder for protesting. As if 2020 has not been odd enough, here's a case of something old becoming new again and also true crime sort of rearing its head and becoming a part of the story in 2020. I posted this one on Wednesday, the 3rd of June, with a bumper response of 3.65% from the number eight story. Here's your headline. Madeline McCain investigation leads UK police to new suspect. So I'm going to read this one because basically uh, if you haven't been paying attention, this is one that's been out of the limelight for since 2007. So let me read you a few lines from the story and we'll kind of keep the commentary low on this one. This is just a case of something literally old popping back up in all of the weirdness that's been this year so far. Our source of the write-up is from CNN.com. British and German authorities are investigating a new suspect in connection with the disappearance of British child Madeleine McCain 13 years ago. UK authorities on Wednesday described the development as a, quote, significant new line of inquiry, unquote. The three-year-old vanished while sleeping in her family's holiday apartment in Portugal on May 3, 2007, in a case that has since garnered with widespread media attention in the UK. She has never been found and no one has ever been charged over her disappearance. New suspect is a 43-year-old German man, authorities from both countries said. The suspect has previously been convicted for sexual abusing children. German state prosecutor's office in Bromersfield, state of Lower Saxony, said in a statement on Wednesday, which added that he is currently serving a, quote, long, unquote, jail sentence for, quote, another unrelated matter. Unquote that one as well. He is now being investigated for, quote, possible murder, unquote, in connection with McCann, the office said. So barring the fact that the case is 13 years old and pretty much cold, this is a very big, significant, uh, significant um, uh, addition to the case. It's also just something else that makes this year that much more interesting because, yes, we are living in very interesting times up her this year it's it's really getting kind of hard to keep track of the things that are going on on the outskirts the fringe if you will fringe stories with so many things being focused here at least here in the states in our coverage on COVID 19 and now george floyd if there is a silver lining and i hate to say there is it's that with the shifting of the story from all pandemic all the time to all protests all the time there have been a release of other types of stories popping in there that aren't just kind of fringe stories of the two, but just other news popping in that in different times would get more coverage and some of them more happier stories. This one, unfortunately, not exactly a happy story, but we will have updates on this one. This was a really big story back in 27. We'll see how big it is in 2020 and going forward. We can always trust on Greg Popovich to say exactly what he wants to say, exactly what he needs to say, exactly how he wants to do it. And here's a case where a man understands that privilege really does mean he can do what he wants to do. Headline for number six, Greg Popovich ripped deranged idiot Donald Trump protest response. Posted on Monday, the 1st of June. This gets a bump of response from the seven story, just a slight bump of 0.44%. Now, Greg Popovich makes the countdown this week because you guys cared about his response. And it's one of the um, one of the more heated responses uh, to what's going on, although a lot of them are extremely more heated. This is one of the few that are directly targeted by someone famous to uh, Donald Trump. He literally called him a deranged idiot in his original post and added some more posts down the line just to show that this wasn't a one-off thing. Now, if you are a basketball fan or you are near San Antonio and know about the fame of what's going on with basketball, you know that Greg Popovich Popovich was a very uh, kind of a heated player, if you will, and he's kind of a heated uh, uh, coach, if you will, and he's also known for giving these very not-so-much-odd 
but non-interviews and interview questions. Um, because in the basketball games, the coaches are, by by regulation, supposed to do short interviews with commentators on the way out to halftime. They get two or three questions, and he's been he's known for being very, very terse with people asking questions and, of course, commentating with people asking bad questions. So he's one to not hold anything back literally any time. This is not the first time he's spoken out on racism, not the first time he's spoken out against Donald Trump. This is what happens to be a double response against racism and Donald Trump. Mr. Popovich does not like Mr. Trump, and that's how it's going to be. And ain't nothing's going to change that. If you want to see more about the response to this one and other parts of his responses, go to our website, thisisaconversation.com. Click on the link for this week's podcast. It's in the feeds for This Is a Conversation, the, the weekly wrap-up, and you will see the podcast for the week ending June the 6th, 2020. More sports, actual sports. NASCAR, Brad Kozlowski wins at Bristol after Chase Elliott and Joey Longarno wreck while racing for the lead. Monday, the first that this was posted as well, bump in response from the number six story of 7.02%. So this one had a pretty big bump because it was real actual sports. So there's not much real actual sports going on. Golf is going to start back up next week, I believe, but pretty soon. They're going to try to figure out how to get fans out there on the course to walk around and do the golf claps racing is going on first it started off virtual they just did it in their in their houses doing um using simulators because simulators are pretty tight these days now they're on the tracks by themselves using extra precautions for everybody who's dealing with the cars themselves this is a case where this was actually a, a story that lasted for two days inside of our eight things to talk about newsletter. It popped up a uh, very early or latish on the, one day. And because it was so, so late, it was early the next day. I'm saying that backwards. It popped up very early, very late on one day. Well, never mind. It was on the newsletter for two days. It was d- that big, that that much response to it because there's a 36 hour window in the newsletter. You can see where things going and people were just Clicking on sports, clicking on sports, clicking on sports. And this one got a lot of response early and a lot of extra response going forward. And, of course, it lasted since Monday. So that tells you how people are starved for sports news and maybe racing as well. You want to see more about this, check out the link at our website. Uh, if you want to see more about our newsletter, check out the link for this week's podcast as well. It has a link to join a newsletter and every single, well, not every single day, Monday through Thursday, we give you a newsletter that gives you eight things to talk about throughout the day, which is from the prior day. For Monday, we'll give you the prior weekend and it gives you the eight stories that you guys said were most conversational in the period before. So if you're going back to work soon, you get a newsletter in your, in your email every morning that you can go through and have a couple things to talk about at your water cooler while you're social distancing and wearing your mask. Make sure you're social distancing and wearing your mask, please. We all want to be safe. The next story is one of those stories that I could care less about if possible. I'm trying to care less about it, but you guys care about it, so I've got to care somewhat much. Bachelor Colton Underwood and Cassie Randolph split Saturday, the 30th of May. If we posted this one, bumpy response from the five story of 11.07%. And because you folks like reality TV shows and you folks like The Bachelor, this one made it in here. Now, this is another story of a bachelor couple not quite making it or a bachelorette couple not quite making it or two people that are pretty random that want to be famous who decide they're getting married from being proposed to on TV not quite making it. Now, to be totally honest with you, this one, main reason why I copied this one, because when I saw Underwood, I thought Carrie Underwood. And then I posted it and then later realized, no, that's not Carrie Underwood. It's Colton Underwood. And how could I get the two confused? I just saw Underwood and I literally did not care about the story. Click on the link for yourself and read the story if you want to. Otherwise, if you care, you probably already got what you got out of this one. A bachelor couple from the TV show aren't going to make it. And we're all heartbroken for it. Actually, I'm not heartbroken for it. But I guess you guys are kind of heartbroken for it. Or at least maybe you had Vegas odds betting on them and you've lost some money. Then you probably would be heartbroken over it. Our number two story this week is a super story. That means we put two headlines together. So at least two headlines. This one is just two headlines. And to make one listing so we don't have so many random things kind of taking up space. And this is one where we're posting the second story, the update, as the main title. And that happened on Wednesday, the 3rd of June. A bump response for the entire two stories. And we'll explain how this thing works out in the third segment. 
of 31.21% from the number three. What we posted was, Leah Michelle apologizes after Samantha Ware says she made her life a living hell. Now, the original story was that Samantha Ware says that Leah Michelle made her life a living hell. Samantha Ware was a recurring role for a couple episodes on, I believe, the fourth season of Glee. And, of course, Glee, essentially the star of Glee, was Leah Michelle and her role as Rachel. Now, she's gone through plenty of different rumors of her not being so nice. Uh, basically, Leah Michelle put out a, a, a tweet this week that was trying to um, kind of be nice in the sense of all the unrest and craziness going on. And then Samantha Ware popped up saying, but you made my life a living hell. Ha ha ha. Or some sense like that. Other Glee co-stars chimed in on their hate for Leah Michelle. A few did chime in with a little love for her, but it just turned into a big sort of pointing fingers at Leah Michelle for being very mean to people, which was the rumor. She actually apologized via social media again to Samantha Ware directly for this one. And that was enough, the two stories together, to make this a super story and put it at the number two spot. Trust me, it was pretty high anyway, but we didn't want to clutter up the numbers with all these different pieces. So we went with the latter story, the updated story, as the one we're presenting. You can go click the link for more of all that stuff as you want to. Now, the number one story is also a super story as well, but this one has a bit of a different caveat to it. So we're going to explain it right now. What we have is essentially two stories. They are two stories that are overtaking the entire thing from two different people, but have the same sort of theme. And you'll get that theme in just a minute. But first, we're going to give you the stats for the story. It is the number one story that we had with Twitter response, and it's a super story. So that basically helped it out. It is a story that had a bumpy response from the number two story of 66.76%, a whole lot of points. A bumper response from the number 10 story this week, that was the large pothole here in Arkansas that for some reason people want to see, of 200.98%, 201%, there you go. And all the way down to the almost relevant story of the week at 208, it is more responsive by 15,325%. We'll tell you what that story is in the third segment. But right now, we'll tell you what these two stories are, and we'll give you kind of an, uh, my insight on how I feel about this. Because that's the best way to sort of explain it. So here it is. Headlines are John Cusack attached, attacked by police and hit by pepper spray. It's a quote while filming Chicago protests. And Cole Sprouse says he was arrested during Black Lives Matter protests. So these are the only two stories that we posted about basically famous people being a part of protests this week. Uh, they just happened to be the only two that, that popped up. Actually, that's not true. We'll have more popping up in the almost ran, so we'll get to that in a second. But these were two people who are famous actor types who are happen to be white guys, to be to be example, and they were in the Black Lives Matter protest. They were a part of the movement doing their parts. John Cusack was apparently in his neighborhood filming stuff with his phone when the police kind of jumped up at him because he was just uh, uh, filming people police officers not being so rowdy. Cole Sprouse just said he was roughed up and arrested, and people jumped on his social media with hearts and giggles and whatnot. Cole Sprouse uh, from the show Riverdale and John Cusack from all the John Cusack stuff. So the commentary part of this stuff, and it's been a while since we've had any sort of commentary because most of these stories at number one have been very, very serious lately. But we have a lot of people who are bringing um, a face and a name and attention to the movement, which is great. And they're doing a lot of good stuff and staying out of the way, which is, for the most part, staying out of the way. Leah Michelle, maybe not so much, but uh, for the most part, they're staying out of the way from what's going on, which is great. But unfortunately, sometimes they become the story or a story. Uh, John Cusack and his encounter was kind of iffy, but when Cole Sprouse came in, I'm not sure anybody particularly cares what Cole Sprouse has to say about Black Lives Matter. Maybe I'm personally hating on the sweet life of Zach and Cody, but maybe it's just uh, the thing that just sort of gets to me about wanting to be a part of something and just being just enough on the outskirts to say you were there and not be there. Now, we are very glad for all the protesters out there of all colors talking. And I say we 
as I speak monolithically, monolithically for the black folks for just about a minute or so. We are glad that all the races, all colors, all creeds, all types of people are joining in on this thing world, worldwide because there are now protests going on around the world because they don't like what's happened to us here. And they're having issues over there along the same lines. There are black citizens being attacked by white officers in those majority type type situations where the majority population is white. Europe obviously is sort of known for that. But 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 uh, but there comes a time where you have to make sure you are not making yourself a part of the story to make yourself part of the story. I don't want to speak ill of Cole Sprouse or John Cusack or many other of the uh, white famous people who are being a part of the movement because they're saying what needs to be said. But you also have to remember to make sure you're saying what needs to be said, not being needy and saying things. So I'm always a little wary of the people who are a part of the protest, who are not just regular citizens who are angry or literally dealing with the issue. So when a celebrity pops in, it's it's a thing. So when 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 Jane Fonda makes an appearance because she's been protesting, she's like the queen of protests. You know it's pretty serious. The protest, the protest on bandwagon is really going to get heated up because she's leading the charge. She has a history of protesting things that are extremely unpopular. So you know that when she's in this thing, she's in this thing. But you got to make sure that people are in this thing, not because they want to get close to Cole Sprouse, because they actually want to be a part of the movement and have something done. So that's what I don't want lost in these messages. We'll have a story about someone else who led a movement this year, led a, led a, a, a protest this week, which was really, really stunning in my in my opinion. But he he just so happens to not be a white guy, so that's why he's not lumped them to, lumped into here. And he's someone who's literally dealing with the issue, and he dealt with it in a very, very interesting way. I think you will appreciate what he did coming forward. But that is, of course, coming forward. Actually coming pretty quickly forward because it's the next segment. It's a part of the also rants, the stories that did not make it into the top ten. We'll give you some context on those stories. A pretty big jump to get in this week, but they were close. But oh, oh, so far. You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up with Jay Cleveland Payne. This is a show for the week ending June the 6th, 2020. The conversation is powered by you. The conversation project needs your help to keep things going. There are simple ways to help these things happen. Make sure you're sharing the podcast and sharing the newsletter and the website and all of our different functions with other people to bring more into the conversation. You can become a direct sponsor, a direct patron, if you will, by going to this is the conversation.com slash Patreon. You can also just buy me a cup of coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash Jacob and Payne. Buy me a cup of coffee once a month, once every so often. It helps out a lot. You can check by, also check out any of our sponsors. You can see their links on our website, on our newsletters, all our things have some sort of sponsorship things. Inside of the feed, we'll have some links to sponsored ad as well. And we get a little bit from those because they are affiliate ads. And one affiliate that we love, 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 and that you will love too when you get a chance to get back out again is Cloud9 Living. We have basically overdone it with these guys and giving them love. And you guys have overdone it by showing that they do what they say they can do. They can offer you the best excursions, the best adventures, the best vacations around the nation. Anywhere close to you, in some places not so close, they have whatever you can think of somewhere that you can get to. And they want to do you a serious solid. They know people are getting restless with COVID-19 lockdowns. So what they're offering right now is 25% off gift certificates. And the cool thing about their gift certificates is they never lose value. It's not like a gift certificate you get from the chain stores where after a year they start taking a dollar off every every month to make sure they get their money and they don't have it sitting in limbo forever. You buy a gift certificate from Cloud9 Living, it never loses value. You buy it, use it now, use it later, pass it back and forth to folks. When you finally turn it in, it's got the same cash value. Same things for just paying for excursions outright. If you want to change an excursion, you can change it for the same cash value. You don't lose out any money. And right now, if you buy that gift certificate so you can hold on to it when you're ready to go, you can get that gift certificate for 25% off. And it means nothing to you that they give us a little bit as an affiliate from using our link. Our link is this is the conversation.com slash cloud nine. That's the normal nine. This is conversation.com slash cloud nine. 
They will take good care of you. They have all sorts of things from racing cars to playing golf to romantic dinners to hanging out in food trucks. You can do, do it all. They will help you live it up because they have the connections. They have the best excursions. They're going to give you free money, 25% off all gift certificates bought right now via Cloud9 Living. So the almost rands are filled with protest stars doing protesting, uh, looting in protests, a lot of Atlanta and just YouTube stars in general. There's just this weird sort of linking between all five stories where they have a linking somewhere in, in, in the mix. So let's start with the number 11 story. This one was also a super story, and this was a story, two stories that were just outside of the. 15 range but we put them two together and they took off and almost made it into the top 10 like i said there was a large jump between these two stories about 10.81 percent to make it into the top 10 didn't quite make it though we gave you the update in the actual title and that was posted thursday the 4th of june the headline youtube star jake paul charged with criminal trespass unlawful assembly in alleged arizona mall looting jake paul was in an arizona mall during some protest. Jake Paul, who is a white guy, no problem with that, useless YouTube star, which I kind of have a problem was, uh, was doing his stunt thing, wandering through the protesting, and ended up at this mall in Arizona. Uh, inside this mall in Arizona, there was looting going on actively, and he is filmed uh, mostly by other people who are mostly looting, wandering through the mall. Okay, that was the first posting we had. He was later charged with criminal trespass and unlawful assembly in the alleged mall looting. So unlawful assembly means the protest went to the wrong place. Okay. Uh, criminal trespass walking through the mall that should not have been uh, assembled into. Okay. Jake Paul is not an example of the two people I told you about in the story at the number one, John Cusack or Cole Sprouse. Jake Paul is a crazy, crazy white dude trying to be famous just to be famous and doing Pretty much nothing. That is my commentary. That is my belief. That is hopefully not slander because it's my commentary and belief. And so we could. I'm going to say that. Why he's wandering through the mall filming people looting? I don't know. Why is he running through gardens in Japan filming uh, people doing suicides? I don't know. People do these things. They think they're entertaining. They actually are fairly annoying. Number 12, College Football Hall of Fame damage during Atlanta protests. That was posted on Saturday, the 30th of May. And as you said, uh, protests through Atlanta were very, very, very violent and very destructive in the early days. And this is one issue that popped up. Uh, the College Football Hall of Fame had some damage to it. Not serious in, in, the, in the mean sense, uh, but enough to make a headline because they're looking for things to write about and there's only so many things you can put out there in the news when it's just riots and protests. That's one that happened right there. Some damage happened to the Hall of Fame that happened in Atlanta. Another thing happening in Atlanta on number the story number 13. This one posted on Sunday the 31st. Strangers clean up CNN Center Atlanta following night of out-of-control riots. So in the same general sense, the same sort of time frame it happened, uh, this happened on fr Friday, I believe, is when they this thing happened. Um and they they damaged the, the CNN Center in Atlanta because it's right downtown. It's a big open space for people that they spray painted over this big CNN letters and it just did little minor damage to the outside. Darren Kagan, the longtime CNN anchor who still lives in Atlanta, uh, showed up to help out her friends and help out the folks she loves at the network to clean stuff up. And just people from the neighborhood, people who love CNN and basically hate rioting showed up to help clean up the CNN Center. And she had bits and pieces of this. It was covered. This is one that we used her blog, Darren Kagan's blog, and not a, I won't say real news source because she's a source of good news. She's out there trying to put out good news, and it's been doing that for a while. Uh, but this is one that popped up. I follow her stuff religiously, the things she's doing since she's left CNN, and hope wish she could go back to full-time news stuff. But what she's doing now is doing great news stuff, and she put out this story. It's a great read. So go to our website at thisisconversation.com and click on the link for this week's podcast. It's in the feeds, and you will find the link for the podcast week ending June 6, 2020. Click that link. It's the story for number uh, number 13, and it's not unlucky. It's very loving. 
Now, we're still in Atlanta. This time, we've got a long trip uh, coming down on, on this one. The story at number 14, Jalen Brown leads peaceful protests in Atlanta. Saturday the 30th, we posted this one as well. Jalen Brown is a basketball player. He's a black basketball player. He plays for the Boston Celtics. He drove all the way down from from Boston to Atlanta to lead a specific protest. It was peaceful. It made the news for that. This is not John Cusack or Cole Sprouse. This is definitely not Jake Paul. This is the person who is um, living this right now and being a part of what's going on and making sure that he can say when all is said and done, he did his part to be a part of this. Uh, you can read more about this story as well, but it was an interesting one that happened on this one. The fact that he felt like he needed to come down to Atlanta, he needed to be down there to lead the protest, and he took it on and took care of it. I know I prefaced the story about Jake Paul and him being a useless YouTuber. I don't want to, um, to disparage people who are doing YouTube and making money off YouTube. I just happen to not enjoy any of Jake Paul's stuff, and I think it's pretty offensive. So that's my personal opinion on this one. This next story about a YouTuber who I have no idea about, but the story itself is pretty controversial and kind of gets my goat as well. Uh, But I don't want to disparage her for the YouTube stuff. In a sense, I want to be fair on that one, but be a little bit upset about the story as it came down. You guys apparently were upset about this too. This one, not quite top 10 material, number 15 to be exact, but the headline is YouTuber Micah Stauffer's lawyers speak out after adoption controversy. And we posted this one on Friday, the 29th of May. And I'm not going to read the story, but I'm going to glance over bits and pieces of it because this is one that I had to get into. We pulled it from E! News, and which made sense because she's got that sort of fame thing going on from her YouTube stuff. But she's a personality on YouTube. Her and her husband, uh, James Stauffer, uh, had a decision to place their adopted son in the care of another family. They adopted a child from China who had severe medical issues, and they apparently could not quite deal with it. So they um, rehomed the child. I'm not sure that's the word that they, they use, but they basically said that the child has a new mommy because they're no longer with them. They adopted a child from a foreign country, did all the back and forth to get that done, only to give the child up because they could not deal with the child's needs. And whether it's a, and I don't know, I don't follow them, so whether it's from a selfish aspect, which it could be, or whether it's from a, tech, a technical aspect of they did not have the skills to really take care of the child, they adopted a child that they knew had disabilities and then, Regifted the child, for lack of better words, rehomed the child. I hate to say that, but that's just that's what what went down. A lot of you people out there weren't too happy about this story going down, and you let me know in the comments back and forth, and you're letting us all know because it reached a story a, a story length a level where we're talking about it, even if it's not one of the most conversational ones of the week. It's still close enough that people were just gotten by it. This is when it got me as well, and it just made made little sense to me If you want to go deeper into the story you don't know who she is and want to know what's going on i have a good friend who essentially any story that is where a mother's being bad to a child she will hone in on it get onto this and then kind of shot it out to the world that a mother's being bad to a child this is one that she reached out to me directly and said what is up with this um Check it out at the website. Click the link for this week's podcast for June the 6th, 2020, and you can see more details on that one. You can also see more details on the story coming up in a bit, and that is, of course, the almost relevant story of the week, and that's just moments away. We'll also talk about some of the numbers and things we had and all these super stories, a bunch of super stories again this week, not quite as impactful as last week, but we'll tell you about how they got to be where they got to be. In just a moment here on the weekly wrap up with Jay Cliven Payne. This is a show for the week ending, as I just said, moments ago, June the 6th, 2020. Let me tell you about Life and Laughs, the new podcast. Radio personality, DJ, and actor Johnny Sanchez, along with popular comedian, best-selling author, and hilarious storyteller Elias Israel, are living life and having a lot of laughs with their many guests, ranging from comedians, athletes, radio and TV personalities, celebrities, and other people of interest, all the way from Hollywood to Dollywood, from the Mississippi River to Pacific Ocean, from Los Angeles, Los Angeles to Little Rock. Got, Got tongue tied on that one. 
Why are we talking about lives and laughs? Because I know Johnny Sanchez. Johnny Sanchez is a uh, good buddy of mine who's not asked me on his podcast yet, so there's that. But he's a good buddy of mine that I've worked with in radio for many years, and he is stretching out and doing a lot of just newer things. I mean, doing the acting thing is something that he took on locally and now taking it nationwide, I guess you can say. And he's hooked up with plenty of other people across the way. And him and his friend, uh, Elias Israel, are also doing that in a larger sense. They're growing in the podcast game. They're using their connections to talk to many people that they know to just talk up life. So this is a conversation like us where people are talking about what's going on. Some people are more famous than others. Some stories are more funny than others. But you need to check them out for yourself. It's a brand new podcast. It is called Life and Laughs. It is found at lifeandlaughs.simplecast.com. And it is hilarious. They're brand new. They have about six episodes out right now. So uh, let them grow as you will, but you can grow with them. Check out my man, Johnny Sanchez and his boy, Israel, Elias Israel, as they go through life and they laugh at it. That was horrible, but it's life and laughs. They are our spotlight podcast for this week. While Facebook did pull a lot of stories out of the ashes, if you will, and into our countdowns and into notability, it still was more or less an equal based on our normal stats is more of a Twitter world again this week with 90.22% people on the Twitter side being engaged and 9.78% of engagement coming totally from Facebook. So you have that there. We also have more or less a normal, although the split and what happened in the also rands made a difference. Our top 10 stories of this week only get hit 21.15% in the total responsiveness uh, the responsiveness of the number one story, only 5.31%, a little less responsive in the actual two stories, oddly enough, than the normal. That story is usually closer to 8 to 10%. So because of that, we only had about 20%, 21% for the top 10. If you add in the also-rans, which were pretty high, they got 8.21% on the week. So we still got about our 30% range where we get in for the top 15 stories, taking up 30% of the engagement on the week. Just in a little different way that it spread. The story at the very bottom of the end, we'll go ahead and get into that one right now. Well, in just a moment, we'll get to it. But the story at the very bottom, 0.03% of all engagement. It's a late story, so that's part of the reason. Very quickly into our super stories, we had John Cusack and Cole Sprouse, which I had to tussle with to see about what I was going to do about them. But they came in basically one day after the other, and Cole Sprouse was a two-day story, to be honest. And so I didn't think they deserved to be split. They were basically the same story, famous white people getting caught up in the action of the protests. So I put them together. If you want to complain about that, email me at the conversation inbox at gmail.com. The Leah Michelle story was pretty obvious. Leah Michelle did something and someone called her out. Leah Michelle apologized for being called out. That's how we got that one. And Jake Paul, the same thing. Although I thought earlier in the week it would make a bigger impact. It'd actually be around seven or eight. And then the, in the end, it only turned out to be number 11. And that partly was probably doing John Cusack and Cole Sprouse together, pushing them forward together as one, pushed everything down in that range. But Jake Paul... Being at a protest and Jake Paul being charged for being at a protest, obviously the same story. We wish we could have the same sort of, um, I guess, we actually kind of do have the same sort of nostalgia, same sort of love, same sort of sort of just, just weird feelings for this next story. But this is one that people have been waiting for for a bit, and they have been a bit worried about it, or two, technically, if you will. It's not a super story. It's one story about one company telling many, many stories. Well, that got confusing real quick. Uh, but this is some insight of what's going on with the Disney Plus people. And our headline in the almost relevant story of the week, which was posted on Friday, the 5th of June, very, very late in the contest, obviously. Um, and it's less responsive than the one story by 15,325%. WandaVision. Falcon and Winter Soldier reportedly releasing half seasons on Disney+. Plus. Now, we normally go ahead and read this full story. I'm not going to go ahead and read this. I'm asking you to go to our link at our website, 
thisistheconversation.com and click the link for this week's podcast. It's under the feeds, and you will see the podcast for June the 6th, 2020. This week, I'm not going to read it um, because it, it's pretty simple, self-explanatory. Uh, filming for these two series uh, got halted because of COVID-19 stuff, which has happened to a lot of series. But this is a series that's been delayed because they one couldn't finish it. So they finish it to the best of their ability, and they're basically going to just show the half seasons and just kind of pick up where they can. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is taking over after the events of Avengers Endgame, where very old Captain America hands his shield to to Falcon, and Falcon becomes essentially the new Captain America. Winter Soldier, who in the comics became Captain America for a while, is just sort of his sidekick buddy, if you will. And they also have to tussle with the United States pick to take on the mantle of Captain America, take on the sort of the role of, of authority, the U.S. agent. He has a very, very interesting background in the comics. He served as a Captain America for a while. So go back and check that out and check out the list to see what's going on with that story. Now, WandaVision is the story that the further adventures of Wanda, Wanda and the Vision. That is Wanda being uh, the Scarlet Witch and the Vision being the Vision. If you are a comics fan, you know that their history is extremely long and extremely complicated uh, in very, very parts and similar parts of the ways, uh, including being married, having children that didn't exist, and Wanda essentially wiping out all mutants off the face of the earth. But this story obviously won't be taken up in a half season on Disney. And the biggest thing about this one is we don't know very much about the story other than we get a chance to see in some semblance Wanda in her classic red costume with the the head gear stuff in some semblance of something. We're not even sure what it's about. We just know we've seen clips of Wanda and Vision, and it looks like it's on television. We don't really know what it means. But we'll find out very soon on Disney+. Plus If you've been suckered into Disney+, Plus, and trust me, we have Disney+, Plus now because Hamilton's coming on on Disney+. Plus. Uh, you get a chance to see the half season of these shows and basically fall half in love and see if you want to get the whole thing. It is what it is. And we are blaming COVID-19 and as absolutely nothing COVID-19 can do about it because it don't care. It, it literally don't care. But what you do care about is this countdown about this podcast, about this project and the countdown in this podcast in specific are done for this week. But the project keeps going on. You can be a part of the project by simply doing what you do already. Being a junkie to your social media. Follow us on Facebook at This Is A Conversation. Make sure we are set as a default into your feed. Follow us on Twitter, TH underscore conversation. And as you see our stories, our headlines, we post them about every 50 minutes throughout the day. Click on them and engage with them as you need to. Like them, love them, hate them, share them, reply to them. And the more engagement a story gets, the higher scores it get at the end of the week. We tally them up, put in the spreadsheet, give us a full score, and we tell you what stories you cared about the most and what story you care about the least. Although I care about this story with WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like I said, I pay for Disney Plus, so I want to see these shows. Uh, the, what stories? It's it's really not about me as I make it about me. It's all about you and what you say are the conversational stories. Like I say every week, I don't write the script. I don't pick the stories. You literally pick the stories we talk about. So that's what we have. That's where we are. And we're done for this week. You want to send any questions, comments, or complaints, you can email us at the conversation inbox at gmail.com about just about anything. And we'll respond to just about anything. This podcast is powered by you. Become a direct patron by going to thisisaconversation.com slash Patreon or click on the links for any of our sponsors in our newsletter on our website inside the feeds and help us out that way. We're putting a lot of love and a lot of hope that you're going to love Cloud9 Living. There are spotlight sponsors this week, so check out Cloud9 Living at thisisaconversation.com slash Cloud9. That's numeral nine, of course. They are offering you right now 25% off all gift certificates that you buy right now. Remember, they never lose value. And Life and Laughs is our podcast in the sponsor role this week or in the, the spotlight role this week. So you can get a chance to see how life is with my man, Johnny Sanchez, and his boy, Elias Israel. They're going to live it up, and you guys can live vicariously through them and their conversations. Check it out this week at lifeandlaughs.simplecast.com. We spotlight them because they got good things coming. Trust me. Now, we're at the end of the podcast here, so you want to see more things we have going on. Check out 
jclevenpain.net, my website for me that is not updated as much as it should be. But when it is, it's got good things, other things I have going on at the website. Now, the best thing you can do for this podcast is make sure you are subscribed so that you get a download every single week. We get it out to you so you don't miss out on the podcast. And, of course, you share it with other people, share it with like-minded folks who are into conversations. And so we can get better conversations, better input, better likes, loves, and hates and shares and all that stuff inside the voting so they become better. And make sure you are actually engaging what's going on email me at the conversation inbox at gmail.com for pretty much anything now this is part where i say thank you three times ramble a little bit and say thank you three more times thank you thank you thank you this podcast this project it does not work without you there are people that have to make the things go but unless there's some place to go and people to give it to it's not worth the effort so it's a lot of effort to get this thing out so thank you for being a listener, thank you for caring. Oh, very much thank you to our Patreon supporters. I almost forgot about that. That would have been tragic. Our love going out to uh, Karen and Chuck. Karen and Chuck, who are sponsors at various levels here inside of Patreon. They help directly pay for things going on. So we appreciate you guys directly, and we love what you're doing. We'll have more love for those guys because they also are our podcasters that I like to support as well. We'll tell you more about them going along down the lines coming up we'll probably get them back on the show once we do interviews again so we do this for you thank you thank you thank you we'll see you again next week as we go through the stories that you said not i said not cnn said not fox news says not even old president trump says the stories that you says are the top stories most conversational things being put out in the news this week on the weekly wrap-up with me jacob and Payne. we'll see you next week 